This is the Reality Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome to the show. Follow us on Twitter at RealityFFP. Now, here's Ryan, Jordy, and Roberto. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome to the show. We promise to have a show for you. Deshaun Watson, out for the regular fantasy season. Dan Campbell, making us believe Lions can win football. Tom Brady, might have a bad offensive line. Justin Fields might start for the Carolina Panthers. JK, just wondering if you're still with me. (laughs) Not starting for the Panthers. Plus, Jordy and Roberto are here with me. How are you, boys? Good. I just thought like I went into a coma for a day. I'm like, man, we got to start all over again because Ryan royally screwed up. He's not. He's not no way, dude. Regular. I'm like Ryan doesn't screw up, but has he ever had a Monte Cristo? Crisco, Cristo. What is a Monte Cristo? This no, it's so Cristo I, for what sure. Is, is it Cristo or Crisco? Well, like the so, count? Are you talking about the count? No, I'm talking about the breakfast sandwich. I'm oh. not a breakfast sandwich uh, uh, savant, but it might be Cristo. I think, but maybe it is Crisco. See, this is this is this is where I this quickly that, the Monty part we got for sure. Yeah. So listen, I, I'm talking to a guy about like he work, travels a lot for work. I'm like, man, I always stay at this one chain. I love it because they have the best breakfast. He's like, I'd rather stay at a cheaper hotel and then find the closest restaurant that has a great Monty Crisco. Mm. And I'm like, I've never had that before. And he's like, French toast mm-hmm. and then stuff in the middle. And I'm like, do you dip it? He's like, no. I'm like, it's French toast. You got to dip it. He's like, no, it's got all this other stuff in it. You don't have to. So it's basically, I think it's like a ham and cheese sandwich on a French toast. toast. Something like that. Yeah. If only I had a computer. But what do you dip French toast in? Just syrup? No, you don't dip it. You pour it on. Yeah. No, but that's what he says. No, you just eat like a sandwich. Yeah, it's a dumb conversation. See, I'm like a waffle guy. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. I think the point is don't waste your money on a hotel breakfast because those free breakfasts are always BS anyway. No, like a, not, it's like a bagel and like, yeah, see, that's what it, he said, but no, there's some nice dry. ones with a hot breakfast where you can go to. It's, always, it's unless you go real high end, every hotel breakfast is garbage. You might as well go to a motel and then find a good Monte Cristo place. I disagree, but we disagree a lot as we'll find out probably tonight mm-hmm. or today. Let's hope so. Hey, what'd you guys think of the week two of preseason? Did you find any highlights in it? Seemed like some teams wanted to play their starters, some held back, but then the teams that played their starters were going against teams that didn't play their starters. So can we like can we discern anything from it? Yeah, it's like almost like every scenario we threw out there last week for week two happened with each team. Like every team had a different way of handling the preseason, you know, some we didn't, if, if some players didn't play, like we didn't see uh, Jacobs or Abdullah play, well, that meant they are starters. And then in Buffalo, we see Singletary play with the starters for the first 10 snaps or whatever it was. And then they're saying that means he is the starter. So it's like every team kind of must 
seems to have had a little different strategy on how they're using the preseason this year. So yeah, we, we we did kind of say that last week, right? Like there's so many different yeah. new players on different teams and whatnot. So hey, can and, I throw something out there? From week from week two, I think it is fair to say that Kyle Pitts is the number two fantasy tight end this I like year. That, I like that take. I think that's reading into it a little bit too early. Like everyone knew what Pitts was going to do. Pitts is going to be a great tight end. If you're just now recognizing that he's going to be one of the top, I wouldn't say two, I'd say maybe four tight ends, then you probably have to reassess your tight end value. Everyone knew. That's, but that's but my he, take. That's, that's, that's my take. Question. Yeah, you think he's going to be better than two. who? Andrews or or Kelsey or Waller? No, Kelsey no, is Kelsey. number one. And then Pitts? Yeah. I can see that. Andrews is one competition um, for that spot. But man, the talent, the hype was there coming out of college. The talent was there. The numbers were there. And we just, you know, it's a first year tight end. There's so much responsibility. We were told that by everybody that it's going to be impossible for him to put up super numbers. And yet he still did at the end of the year. You look at his numbers. They were insane for a rookie tight end. And then you see what he's done. Even that that. First play, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, first, yeah, fifty-two yards in the week. It was two. underthrown by Mariota, but he still, okay, still got there, and it would have been a touchdown. It would have been a walk-in touchdown. Mariota put a little more air under the ball. So, it, I mean, this is, Drake, this is if Drake London's a little banged up going into the season. Yeah, he's still. A this is what player. I understand about like we said, Pitts wouldn't have the the volume last year, or, or we, we thought we were higher on Atlanta last year than probably we are this year, but they're like, Oh, we don't have a quarterback. So they had, he had, correct me if I'm wrong. They had Matt Ryan last year. Matt Ryan goes to Indy. Correct. And everyone loves him in, in, in Indy. They say it's the best quarterback he ever had. Only so because they've had crap quarterbacks for the last five years. Yeah, but I'm saying that I don't think that Mariota is an upgrade from Matt Ryan. And then all of a sudden, Nobody everyone's throwing. That. Well, everyone's throwing well, Pitts I don't, to have a better year. But it's almost the exact same team as what they had last year. Yeah, but only I with don't a better think quarterback. It's, it's not the quarterback, though. It's the maturation of the player. He's in his year two as a tight end. It doesn't end, matter. It, Atlanta still sucks. Like They're Atlanta's gonna, gonna have a lot of targets. There's no no one else there. Yes, I agree. But he's taking a step down in quarterback play, which means they're not going to get the first downs. They're not going to get to the red zone as much. So, like, why are why are we so high on like a, a Pittman or the Indianapolis wide receivers because they have Matty Ice now? But Matty Ice was with Atlanta last year, but Pitts is now getting a boost. Do you know what I'm saying? Can you follow my train of yeah, thought? Yeah, I understand. You're saying he's has a worse quarterback this year on a similar. Yeah, but we're valuing him more when it was the exact same team as last year. I think Mariota has supported top fantasy tight ends in the past, though. Mm-hmm. I think that that is a legitimate thing, and I think that Pitts is just an unbelievable talent. He was an unbelievable talent last year. I know another year, year two. Okay, I get it. I'll give him that, but bo- boosting him up to a crappy team to be the number two tight end when you have no one else around you, there's no like Patterson. What we don't know what we're gonna get. There's no run game whatsoever. Then we go into the other wide receivers around him. Why do we all of a sudden think Pitts is going to be? Because the, the I just think he's gonna get just blanketed with targets, and Mariota is still an NFL quarterback. He's he's still gonna have to throw the ball. It's not like they're not gonna throw the ball. When Mariota's gonna, gonna run a lot. When was be, when was Darren Waller 
like a top three tight end in the league. When he was not hurt. No, when he had no one else around him. He was the premier player on his team and they forced the ball to him. Mm-hmm. Can you t- can you say any wide receiver on that team? Calvin Ridley's gone this year. Yeah. Any they got a rookie in Drake London. Drake London. Hey, he might be awesome. I yep. hope he is. But he's a rookie. Can you say any other player? Like it is Kyle Pitts on that offense. And he's good enough that it doesn't matter if the other team knows it. He's the best offensive player they have on the team. They're going to, they're going to every, all their offense is going to be just totally circled around this guy. They're going to, what at the worst case scenario, Mariota is still going to throw the ball 25 times in a game. Pitts is going to see 10 to 15 of those every game. And like Ryan said, that play in week two, that ball was not well, like well thrown by my Mariota, point exactly, but it didn't my matter. It's exactly. still a fifty-two yard reception or fifty-one. He's playing yard against the number two, and he's lined up outside, which means probably the best corners on him because he's the only thing they got. I probably have him personally as my number three. I have, I think Andrews is kind of in a similar situation in that he's kind of the only. I would rather have Lamar Jackson throwing me the ball than than like we saw what. But Pitts next did to, with, next to that, I have Pitts right there. Like I think his talent is superior to anybody else all right we got to move on i didn't even have atlanta as one of the topics at the top i had of the show, other things to hey we just too, did but... 10 minutes on kyle pitts well i didn't love it talking about breakfast sandwiches either. <laughs> oh right yeah that was five minutes at the start all right hey Let's talk about the Browns. And we a bit. still don't know what the hell that sandwich is. <laughs> What's it called? I don't even worry about talk it. about the Browns. <laughs> we can talk about the sandwich next week. Don't worry about it. Deshaun Watson, he's out for what? Eleven games. Not good. Ay ay ay. So, do we like Chubb? Do we like any of the wide receivers there? How like does Amari Cooper just like fall off the cliff here? With who do they got? Um, People's oh. No, no. Who's their quarterback? You oh. play for Indianapolis Colts. Brissett. Brissett. Yeah, yeah. Like he's serviceable, but he's never like really done anything for I think fantasy Brissett's, wide receivers. Yeah, Brissett starting for Cleveland is going to do only one good thing, and it's going to help Chubb Hunt. That Ford guy is going to make Hunt expendable. He's Ford has looked amazing this preseason, and I think Najoku's going to step up. Well, I think. Stop I, it. We're, stop we're, it. You just crapped on Kyle Pitts for five minutes, and now you're going to talk about Njoku. I know, but listen, Cleveland has a run game. Cleveland has more talent than Atlanta does right now. So the only way they're going to get those five-yard, like Cleveland's going to move the ball. Chubb's an underrated running back. Like that guy is so underrated. Straight up talent. Like if he's the only, if he's the only show in town, he's, probably push to be the number one running back in the league. Yeah. I don't mind. I got to see, I got to be honest. I don't mind hunt as like a running back too. And Brissett is good enough to be able to throw eight yards. He doesn't go outside deep a lot, but he goes underneath a lot. And other than Cooper, (laughs) I didn't understand. Other than Cooper, the joke was only guy who's going to, you know, He's going to be the only guy that I think he's going to rely upon. The rookie looks good there too. The David Bell kid. I think he'll be all right, but he showed well in week two. This is my problem with, I just uh, can't get over and Joku with Amari Cooper. No, he's the only guy, but Kyle Pitts with nobody. And Joku isn't the only guy at all. No, 
Exactly. Because Hunt catches the ball. We got we got Amari Cooper, who's a legit wide receiver. Donald Dobbin Peoples Jones showed flashes last year. They've got the rookie David Bell, who showed really well in week two of the preseason. So if, if you're picking Njoku as even a top 12, I think you're no, I wouldn't say that. Men, you should be mentally chat. At what week do you pick up? This is actually a good question. Maybe. About time. We'll, we'll see when it comes out. At what week do you pick up Deshaun Watson to make a playoff run? Never. I'm not I don't know if I I don't know if I touch him. Yeah. Nope. You never pick him up and put him on your bench. I'd have to be in rough shape for the, QB just wise. for the fantasy playoffs. You don't do that. Are you going to risk your whole season? No. On a guy who hasn't played. No. And when he has played, has looked terrible. No. Has, yeah. And I'm not going to risk so my long. whole season, but there has to be a point where it's worth picking him up. I bet you see him sitting on waiver wires on most leagues, man. Unless can, you're in, unless you're in like already says, he hasn't even played well anyway. When he nope. has kind of shown in mm-hmm. preseason, there he hasn't played football in how long? Imagine the crap that's going through that guy's head. How he could ever focus on football and be a good? I, I think it's going to be a while before anybody trusts him again on their fantasy roster, and especially going in the playoffs. Like, yeah, you get it's a one and done. You're going to throw that guy in unless you're super, super desperate. You're in a massive league where every mm. other quarterback's gone, maybe. Or you're thinking your quarterback or your the team you're playing against doesn't have a strong quarterback and they may pick him up. Maybe to block him, I could see pick him up. But then you're dropping someone on depth for, for your team. So I don't think he's rosterable at all this year. Nothing. I have no – It's not. it's not worth the time for me. This is what I'm saying about, I can understand. I say something about Amari Cooper? Yes, or, or you want to, okay. No, please do. So guys that are going after Cooper are Moore, Davis, Thielen, Renfro, Smith, Ayuk. That's, that's still, that's an up-to-date ADP. Yeah. So you're telling me that this Brissett is going to be as good of a, like, I, Cooper, Nujoku, Nujoku I could see as a tight end fill-in, but Cooper... Can you not say one. can you not say new joker anymore? No, because it's such a it's such a hard it's I'm the finding, end in the I'm finding flaws in your argument here. You're saying that Brissett is not good for Amari Cooper, but is good for Njoku. That's exactly what I'm saying. I think the bottom I think the bottom line what this does for the Cleveland Browns is it like we we're saying, those two running backs, Chubb and Hunt benefit the most. Amari Cooper, you probably I mean, as a bench wide receiver, maybe a number three wide receiver, he could still, again, I think he could be in that. I think he could be in that um, discussion as the target guy for Cleveland is when it comes to receivers and Brissett's good enough. Like he, he had showed flashes of decent play in Indy. So again, kind of a similar thing we were saying with Pitts, I think could not be about Njoku, but about, Amari Cooper, where just he gets fed those 10 to 15 targets. So he's good enough to be a wide receiver three. Uh, But I think the bottom line, again, Nick Chubb's going to be very good and Kareem Hunt could be serviceable as a a running back too. Yeah. Cleveland's going to kind of use Hunt a lot this year. He already wants out. If he plays, like who knows what's going to happen with him. He wants out. He wants a new contract. I think Cleveland's just going to be like, you're here. We're going to run you to the ground. Hey, what about making a play in a trade for Amari Cooper for the playoffs as he's playing with Deshaun Watson? 
That, that would make I, I'm pushing on this, but I think it makes sense. Like later on in the season, it's going to be a huge development as we get closer. I'd be more inclined to do that than go for Watson. I agree 1000%. I would rather have Coop, the potential of Cooper because you know Watson spreads the field open a little bit more. He could throw the deep ball. I could see that more than I can rostering Watson at this point. Cool. Let's move on. Tommy Brady. We know what he does. We know what the Bucks have done for the last couple of years. Reports are their offensive line is in pretty rough shape, though. Robbie, you got some. Yeah, I mean they're fall- they're falling apart. The offensive line every week it seems like a new a new guy's going down on that O line. So what will it mean? I mean, are you ever going to be able to count out Tom Brady? Like every year he proves us wrong. So I don't know if it's it's going to really affect Brady a whole lot. I think he'll still be maybe not that high end quarterback one, but a low end quarterback one. He's still going to get his. I think the biggest thing is going to be uh, Leonard Fournette. I think he's going to be drafted as a running back, low end running back one going into this year after what he did last year. And he could be a bit of a trap because we've seen bad Lenny many times when he's, yeah, I, when, I think after coming actually, off a good season, I think this is actually kind of a hot take, because I think a lot of people have Lenny as like a sleeper this year. Oh like yeah. He's, like he's yeah. being underdrafted, but you're saying, the opposite, like with this offensive line, I, I would, I wouldn't want him as I, I would not want him as my, my uh, running back one. That's for sure. No, unless uh, man, I'd have to be stacked at every other level. This offense, so your your offensive line, we know what that does to teams. Do you guys we, have we ADP? Just, do you have to have him as a like? Do you have it in front of you? I'm not sure if you do, but like, do you have to have him as a running back one, or is he a running back two? Let's pull it up in real time. You already pull up that. ADP is going currently going at running back 12. I don't know what his okay. ADP okay. So is. that's a that's a so, running back one. So that's yeah. a running back. He's, one he's in front of Javante, Chubb, Connor, Elliot, ETN. Every one of those names I'd take over Lenny. Okay. I, I, I'm buying in now, Robbie. We Close just, with Kamara. No, man. No way. I'm not taking Lenny Fournette over any of those guys. I he was he was great last year. But we all know what a crappy offensive line can do to a team. And he can't catch the ball. Like, uh, he's terrible. He, he was all right. He was nah. he, he so, was their guy. And I think he will be again. I just worry overall that offense. We got question marks. We don't have Gronk coming back. He's got question marks at tight mm-hmm. end. Is Godwin, yeah, he's back. But is he really healthy? We don't know. Um, Mike Evans, he's your kind of solid guy. He's always there. But... So let's Again, let's play this out then. Let's play this out. If if that is the case and the offensive line is just crumbling, Lenny can't do anything. Tom Brady's still going to make things happen. So is is does that mean that Gio Bernard is out there more and it's just quick dump offs and that's how Tom Brady makes it happen? And does that mean that Gio has fantasy relevance? I I think the rookie that they drafted letting uh um Jones go Richard white. I think he's going to be more in the role that uh, like, I think if Fournette goes down, white's going to have a bigger role. Vaughn, we've seen what he can do last game. He rushed for 10 carries, 19 yards. All you have to do is fall forward and you're getting 19 yards on 10 carries. Tom Brady does that. 
Exactly. So I, I think that if anything, it's that rookie who they want to see uh, what happens. What worries me a little bit is with the offensive line being as banged up as it is, and then Brady taking that trip to Bahamas or the mass singer, whatever you want to, you want to believe that whole thing. It, the offense works as a fine oiled machine. And if your offensive line, you're scrapping that together, you're scabbing that together. And then you got Tom Brady who's missing. And then you got Godwin still out and you got uh Fournette who's, you know, he's there, but you have a rookie playing this. I agree with Roberto is that the only person I may take on this Bucks team is, is Evans. And because oh, him and so him are and, you uh, saying are, are we both are we all saying that Tom Brady is not a startable fantasy quarterback this year? I, oh, he'd I start. Yeah, I'd start him. He's a starter. He's a starter. Low. I don't be, know. He's gonna be like, a lower end, and it's going to come down to if listen to this. If Chris Godwin comes back and is Chris Godwin, and we get a healthy Julio Jones for a season. And Mike Evans is out there healthy, but I don't care who the running backs are. It may be the Tom Brady and Julio Godwin Evans show. And those four guys might just light up fantasy to hell with the offensive line. And we just don't hardly see a running game. Tom Brady cannot move. Tom Brady is a pocket passer. If that offensive line cannot hold up, he is going to get smacked in the head, in the leg, in the ass. It's he's going to be, on the ground more than he is standing up and he's going to get mad. And when Tom Brady gets mad and he gets a little bit upset, he starts throwing tantrums. He's not going to be able to get the ball off. That's so what to I'm me, saying though. Yeah, like, uh, he is to me. Yeah. He's not, I would take a lot. I, I would take, I could name 10 quarterbacks. I would take if a 10 okay. team, maybe 12. Because you said that I'm going to name you, make you name them 10 okay. quarterbacks over Tom Brady. Right Seriously now. right now. Okay. Yep. Mahomes, yep. Allen. Yep. Lamar Jackson. Okay. Herbert, Burrow, Lance, uh, Wilson. I would probably, how many have I got? Seven? You're at what eight. I'm missing. At eight? Yep. Uh, uh, Hertz, for sure. Uh, Rogers sneak in there? Rogers, I would. And. Well, that's 10. Is that 10 or eight? You're at 10 already. Am I at 10? Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty easy to get to 10. I will say. But Tom Brady's the Stafford. Boat, hey, here's Stafford over. Yeah, I mean Tom Brady right now, he's ranked, I think, around ninth. They've got they've got uh Tyler Murray. Done. Of course. Well, yeah. I mean But do you easily. want Kyler Murray like when the when the fantasy season's on the line and the yes. uh, Arizona Kyler, Cardinals yes. are falling apart in the last half of the season. Do you really want Kyler Murray or do you want Tom Brady? Kyler Murray, because Hopkins will be back. That team will be riding high. He's, just... He can run. He has goal. Like he, he has the, the red zone potential to run it in from 20 yards out, from three yards out. I just find Murray. it so funny. Like the ADPs right now and how we draft guys. Man, it's going to change by week nine of the season. Yeah, it always does, though. Every year, same thing. It's all the. I like I like Hurts a lot. I think so. Hertz you're not good. drafting Tom Brady then, unless you're like one of the last teams to draft a quarterback. If all of those guys that I mentioned are gone, I'll take him. But then I'll probably grab like a Fields 
or I like do, uh I find it very insane that Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers are ranked behind Brady. I mean, I you could, like them I, better. Yeah, I could get on board with Brady being above Stafford or Prescott or Hurts, I guess, even though I wouldn't personally, but I could get on board with that. But how you have Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers behind Brady, I don't know. I think that's a little crazy, especially, especially Wilson. But again, like it's just... Am it, I losing my mind or did Aaron Rodgers win the MVP last year? Was that last year? Or the year he also lost the best wide receiver in the league. And he's got like two rookies or... I don't, feel, I don't feel like that has ever been an issue for Rodgers. He has always been awesome. Yeah. I, I like, I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. I, I like him. Before we get off, can I just tie a bow on the Tampa Bay thing? Please, please tie a bow. For my, for my perspective, obviously opinion only. I, there's just, there's a lot of question marks there. I'm sure Tom Brady will make us eat our words, but that offense has a lot of question marks all the wide receivers are injury prone. T, uh, Tommy Boy's getting older. The O line's falling apart. Leonard Fournette, we've seen him play awful before. This question marks. Could they all be awesome again? Yes, but as a, a risk adverse drafter, I'm maybe shying away from that group. Which makes sense. Totally makes sense. Although I think Evans and I think Godwin, we could be head at a real value because of his injury status. Well, I think everyone's going to be watching that, that status come when you should be drafting just before every, every player at the right pick is a good pick, obviously, but where they're going right now, where their ADPs are right now, to me, there's other players I would rather take than those Tampa Bay. Evans is going to be a touchdown machine still. I think that's going to do Evans. That's going to be the title of this episode. Every player at the right pick is the right is the pick. Right pick. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Every, Every player at the right pick is the right pick. <laughs> I love it. Wise words. That, is that actually what I said? <laughs> that is smarter than I thought I was right there. <laughs> Mind blown. All right. Well, that's all I've got for notes, guys. You got anything else you want to talk about this week? Just a couple... Uh, a- a couple rookies I'm, I I like after uh, a couple weeks of preseason and the chitter chatter from camp. I think uh, Damian Harris from Houston is going to definitely be the dude Damian there. Harris. Sorry, not Damian Harris. Damian Pierce. <laughs> Damian Harris. Like, are you gonna go? You're you're going way <laughs> off field very, here. Damian he's very good Pierce. as well. <laughs> Damian Pierce for Houston. He's he's looked good. The everything in camp saying he's going to be the guy. Um, and then also in Miami, I think Chase Edmonds is going to be, he's not a rookie, obviously, but he's going to be a, he's in a new place. I think he's going to be the, the main man there as well. So um, just a couple kind of later no running Mostert. back. So you could get you guys out of Mostert. I, I think you guys have him rated a, a, a lot lower than I do. I, I don't mind him at all. I think he's going to be, uh, I think he'll be all right. <laughs> Every, every, every it's true. Every player at the right pick. You just got to remember that every player at the right pick is. What is the, I'm sorry. The other guy I was drawing a blank on is, is in Washington. Oh, uh, Brian, Robinson. Brian Robinson. Those two guys, Robinson and Pierce, they could be your number one, number two rookie running backs this year over that uh, 
Reese Hall. Big name dude in the. I, re- I realize we're winding down here, but that actually is a super interesting development. Like Antonio Gibson two years ago Damn, was happened? like, he was like the next CMC, like Jamal Williams, CMC. He could do everything. Whatever. He was a wide receiver that could play running back. And then football. now he's what? Is he on special teams? Yeah. He you can't fumble the football. Punt? You can't, you, you can't be a running back and fumble the football. It's just, it, you cannot okay. do it. Well, and scratch does, that. That's, that's the title of this podcast. You cannot what? fumble the football. You cannot <laughs> fumble the football. It's a bad, bad thing in football. <laughs> do you know what, though? Is it, I, I would put Atlanta uh, and Washington, that guys that I am not picking anyone on their team unless I get crazy. Okay, Pitts, all right. I'll tell you, if he drops far enough to me, I, I have other tight ends that I prefer better without spending a valuable pick on it. Washington, I'm like, man, you have got to have a, a lot of like zero choices. If I'm thinking about Polar or or Robinson, I'm probably going like, no. man, what a, Brian Robinson. He could. Be I don't good. know much about this guy. He's pretty good, huh? Yeah, he's taking over. But then you got McKissick, who was hurt. But then um, Gibson was doing McKissick's role on the last preseason game, and yeah. Robinson was doing Gibson's role. So it's JD. like, like it's, J- it's JD's going to be back. Man, is this one of those? Again, I kind of agree with you. Yeah, you're you're shying away from these guys for sure, unless you're super desperate. I mean, if Njoku's still on the board, you're obviously taking him. Over, over yeah, for sure. But I think you missed my point on that. What I'm saying <laughs> that he's going to have val- as, a, as a nice tight end, sleeper tight end. I mean, you got to think out of the box once in a while. No, we can't... got your point and we moved on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we just can't come to the conclusion that every player at the right pick is the right player. <laughs> hey, at that, we want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast this week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Join us on Twitter at RealityFFP for daily fantasy football fun. And please subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy listening. Hey, I don't even care if we talk through this part. I'm leaving it in. Sanctuary. Couple of good, good, like every, not just fantasy words of wisdom there, Robert. That's like you hey, some good. Every game. player at the right pick is the right pick. And if you fumble too much in real life, not good. It's not good. That should be on like one of those boards as you walk into a kitchen <laughs> on a cottage. Man, that outro music is great. Gosh.